Uh, good morning again. Uh, welcome to St. Columbus Dervolga here in the Belsize Road as we come to worship um, together this morning. Lovely to see you uh, on what is a rather uh, wet and miserable uh, morning. Last few days have been like that, but spring is in the air and we look forward um, to that. You'll have noticed maybe if you joined us, we did a little live thing in the porch again um, this Sunday. We're going to do that for a few weeks just to see how that's doing. An opportunity to invite people and welcome people in um, and for you to see behind the scenes of what goes on on a Sunday morning um, as well. Um, now today is uh, traditionally a time to celebrate uh, our Muller Church. It's the fourth Sunday in Lent but it's also known as Mullering Sunday. Uh, not only celebrate the Muller Church, if you like, uh, but also those people and places who have nurtured us uh, in faith uh, over the years. For many, this is a time comes with painful associations with motherhood, feelings of inadequacy or loss. Yet in Christ, we are given both comfort and family. We've come together today um, to give thanks to God uh, for all those people who have nurtured us and to ourselves to nurture others with God's help. We can offer ourselves today to be that person for someone else. We've also come to acknowledge the pain of a hurting world where we fail to nurture each other. We've come to receive again from the God of compassion and the God of mercy. As we do that, we hear uh, some verses from the book of Proverbs. Really a book that's described as a book that is full of wisdom. Um, these verses come from chapter 3 and verses 5 to 6 and really encourage us uh, from the outset today to place our trust in the one who is able. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you have invited us into your journey. Give us courage to take another step today. And as we gather together, even though we're scattered, we gather together with one purpose, to worship you, to give our lives an offering and a sacrifice, and to take our stand for you. Lord, help us by your Spirit to see and to know more of who you are and of what you have done for us today. This we pray in your name. Amen. Taking our stand for Jesus often means that we come to the point of humility before him, um, offering ourselves afresh and anew in service uh, to him and for him. We do that collectively as we confess uh, together. The scriptures say if we, can, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we pray together, O God. O God, our loving Father in heaven, we confess that we have sinned against you. We have broken your commandments. We have often been selfish and we have not loved you as we should. For these and all our sins, forgive us, we pray, through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So may the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins, restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Collect for this fourth Sunday of Lent. 
Lord God, whose blessed Son, our Saviour, gave his back to the smiters and did not hide his face from shame, give us grace to endure the sufferings of this present time with sure confidence in the glory that shall be revealed through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Linton Collect that we use uh, throughout this season of Lent. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you have made and forgive the sin of all those who are penitent. Create and make us make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sin and acknowledging our wretchedness, may receive from you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I know I say this phrase often, but the beauty of being scattered into our homes, in our streets, and across our community, and indeed much further afield even this morning, is that we can recite God's Word together. God's Word has power, has life, and has truth contained within it. We'll be here a little bit later today. As we recite this Word together, we're speaking it over our homes, our families, our streets, and our community, and that is a blessing. We use words from Psalm 107 and we'll do this by alternate verse. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Songs of joy, telling of God's works, uh, brings us to our knees in a sense, uh, because as we remember God's work, his faithfulness, we know that we also remember who he is and what he has done for us. And so we come to the point in our prayer, in our service today of intercessions, where we lay our lives bare before him and where we pray for our needs and indeed the needs of the world around us. So let us pray. So God of light and love, in this moment today, we want to pray for those who especially find this Mothering Sunday painful. We pray for mothers who watch over children who are ill. For children who watch over their suffering mothers. For mothers who are apart from their children. For mothers who grieve because their child has died. For those who long for children. 
for those who are without their mothers because of illness or death. And for those in a longing and a sense of deep distress who know today that they are alone, we pray. We seek your presence. Pray for children who are abused or neglected today that your presence would surround them, that your safety would intervene. That those around who see this could be hands and feet, eyes and ears. For children who are missing their mothers today, we pray for the impact of family breakdowns, that you'd be light in a darkness. We know this because you're a tender and compassionate God, that you surround us with your loving embrace and you hold us always in your care. And so in that sense, Lord, we want to commit our struggling world and the conflicts that spoil our relationship into your hands. We pray for the pain in South Sudan and Egypt and Syria and maybe in other places across the world that have captured our attention in our news feeds in the last day, week or month. Today we want to pray for those who we know and love, who are unwell at home or in hospital, praying that your healing hand and your presence would be upon them. We also want to pray today for everyone who would offer to us love and compassion, who might nurture us in growth and wholeness. We give you thanks for their lives. We continue to pray for those who are key workers in whatever field or realm that is. We pause in this moment to pray for someone who we know, pray for their job, for their skill, and we want to pray for your presence to be with them. But in all of this, we want to walk more faithfully with you, Jesus, to follow you as your mother Mary did, to the foot of the cross and onwards into the light of the resurrection hope. In the company of one another and of all the saints in glory, may today we gaze upon Jesus, the light of this world, the light that the darkness cannot dispel, the light, the hope that we carry as his presence into these situations that we've prayed for. In the powerful and precious name of Jesus, we pray, Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This moment, uh, we're going to hear uh, from Sarah. Good morning, boys and girls. I hope you're all keeping safe and well. Does anybody know what day it is today? Yes, it's Sunday, but it's also another really important day in our calendar. It's Mother's Day. Maybe you have woken up this morning and you have given your mum a card like this that tells her that you love her. Or maybe you have given her a present. Today is a day when we tell all the women in our lives that we love them so much. And here is my mummy. Hello everyone, I'm Sarah's mum. Today we're going to talk about love and the Bible has a lot to say about love. I need your help with a little bit of an experiment. This piece of paper is going to represent love. Can you count how many corners there are with me? There's one, two, three, four. Now the Bible tells us that we have to share our love with others. So I'm going to cut a piece of the paper. Can you count with me now how many corners there are? There's one, two, three, four, five. There's more. I wonder if we cut it again, would it happen again? What about now? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six corners on our piece of paper. You see, whenever we share our love with one another, it almost grows, doesn't it? The Bible tells us that God loved us so much that he sent his only son. And because of God's love, we are to show love to others. You see, God loves us even when we're being not very nice, even when we're doing things that he doesn't like. God still loves us. And so we are to love one another. So your challenge this week is to love other people by showing them how much you love them. Whether that is helping them with homework or maybe doing some chores for your mummy and daddy around the house. There are loads of ways that we can show our love. So as you celebrate mothers today, let's celebrate by showing everybody, not just our mummies, but all the women in our life that we love them very much and God does too. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love that you have shown us on the cross. We thank you that you love us even when we aren't being very nice, when we're doing things that don't please you. Lord, help us to show your love to others. Help us through whatever we do this week to show your love and to show others how much we love them because you first loved us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Today's reading is taken from Daniel chapter 10 verses 4 to 21. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up and there before me was a man dressed in linen. 
with a belt of fine gold from Uphaz around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left, my face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, who are you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you, and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, Not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me twenty-one days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was saying this to me, I bowed with my face towards the ground and was speechless. Then one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish. Because of the vision, my Lord, and I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed, he said. Peace, be strong now, be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. So he said, do you know why I've come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the Prince of Persia. And when I go, the Prince of Greece will come. But first I tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one supported me against them except Michael, your Prince. Here ends the reading. Today's reading is taken from Daniel chapter 10, verses four to 21. Thank you uh, to Sarah and to Thomas uh, for their parts uh, in the service today. If you have a Bible in front of you, um, that will be fantastic as we uh, flick through this chapter in Daniel uh, chapter 10, uh, but also as we look at other scriptures that uh, this speaks into um, today as well. So, so far we've, uh, we're nearly at the end of this book, um, this series of faith um, under fire. Uh, the last few chapters of Daniel have, in one sense, been quite um, hard to understand, um, quite prophetic um, in their uh, meaning, um, quite visionary, if you like, uh, as well. And so it's hard to grapple with some of that. Um, today, maybe, um, as we look at chapter 10, we'll see something um, that is really appropriate for today. Uh, not that any of the rest hasn't been, uh, but there's something about this chapter today that will speak into the depths of who we are. And so, so far, all the way through this book, we've seen that whenever um, Daniel and his friends stood firm, uh, whenever they looked up and they walked with God, things began to happen. Uh, we saw that God is the revealer of mysteries, that he walked with them in times of trouble. 
that sometimes the relationships uh, around Daniel, uh, like the kings, their, their relationship with God ebbed and flowed. Whenever something good happened, they were on God's side. And then they forgot about God uh, and they flowed away from him um, again. So whenever we treat the things of God uh, well, um, then God turns up. But whenever we disregard the things of God, and then there's consequences for that. We saw that Daniel's deep faith has carried him through. Even in the moments of waiting, in the moments of silence from heaven, Daniel's faith has enabled him to stand strong and to wait patiently. That whenever we live in the victory of the cross, we can fight in the power of the Spirit. That God is sovereign, that he is in control. And today we're going to see a touch from heaven. Whoa, and that's just a recap. <laughs> this book's amazing, isn't it? It's filled with so much, but often the only the bits that we've heard of Daniel is the fiery furnace and the lion's den. There's been so much more in this for us to glean and to learn from. And today, I think, from the outset, one of the things that we see is this. The longer Daniel has been with God, the more detailed the visions that he receives from God and the dreams that he has are. The more time Daniel has spent with God, the more detailed the revelation that God gives to him. That echoes the words of Jesus in the New Testament. For those who have been given faithful with little will be given much. In other words, whenever we are faithful and we stay the course with God, he reveals more and more to us because we get to know him more. Often we think and we cry, why did I not hear from God? Why can I not see what other people see? Why do I not understand God the way that other people do? But we miss the many, 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 many hours of silent solitude that those individuals have spent in the Lord's presence. Gleaning from him. Receiving from him, just like Daniel, every time receiving more and more from the Lord. And this released something of the spiritual world into the earthly world for Daniel. It releases something of the spiritual world into the earthly world. See, Daniel's vision in chapter 10 really needed surrender of both will and mind. Daniel needed to give everything over to God, all of his will and all of his mind, in order to truly see what God had for him. Look at verse 2 of chapter 10. At the time I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice foods, no meat or wine, touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until three weeks were over. Now, we touched a little bit on fasting. Sarah touched a little bit on fasting last week, and we, we spoke of that quite a bit in our life groups uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Daniel removed all the distractions that were around him in his life in order that he could focus on God. There was a surrender to the comfort and the familiarity of the things that were around him, all the lotions, the choice food, uh, and so forth, so that he could focus on God. That takes us right the way back to the start of the book of Daniel, doesn't it? 
whenever they refused to eat the choice food of the feast of the king and to eat only the vegetables. What happened in that moment? Daniel received wisdom that the others did not. The surrender of our will and of our minds releases something within us. This chapter 10 is a detailed account of how Daniel responded to the word of God. Not just for understanding and knowledge of who Daniel is, but for us today to see the cost and the risk of following God intently. You see, this battle is spiritual. It's all around us. That's what the scriptures teach us from right the first page of Genesis right the way through to Revelation. The battle is a spiritual realm. There's a spiritual world at work around us, a world that we cannot necessarily see, touch, smell, hear, or taste, but is at work around us. And God encourages us, inclines us, commands us to be in touch with it. See, look at verse 7 of Daniel chapter 10. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. The men with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. There was something happening in that moment that everybody was aware of, but only Daniel could truly see. And so everybody was aware that something else was going on, because they fled and they hid themselves in terror because they were overwhelmed. But only Daniel could see it because Daniel had already spent those hours, those days, those weeks, those years in silent solitude with God in order that he was in tune with the spiritual world that was around him. Have you ever felt that? Do you long for that? There is another world at work, a battle, all around us. They're not my words. They're not the words of a preacher. Uh, they come from the scriptures, uh, the book of Ephesians. Um, Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There's a spiritual battle all around us. The devil is active and often attacks us and leaves us feeling just like Daniel did. Look at verse 10 of chapter 10 in Daniel. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you here higher in esteem, consider carefully the words that I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have now been sent out to you. And there are many sense that as the devil attacks us, we are left trembling, fearful, anxious, overwhelmed. But Daniel's response was to listen to the voice of the Lord in the spiritual realm. Not necessarily an audible voice, but that voice sometimes that's inside of you. That, and often the question is, how do I know if it's God's voice and not just my own thoughts? Often God's voice shouts, screams louder than your own thoughts. 
But it's only as you hone it, as you listen to it, like any conversation with any friend, it's only as you spend time you get to know the voice. Get to know how the Lord speaks to you. And whilst the devil may be active and filled with attacks on us, we have to remember what it says in John chapter 10, verse 10. These are the words of Jesus. The thief, he comes only to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life in all of its fullness. Isn't that amazing? The attacks of the devil, the whispers, the lies that he might spin and tell us, they are to pull us down, to destroy us. They may seem good in the moment, but Christ has come to give us life, and life in all of its fullness. See, Jesus is present with us. Present with Daniel. Look at Daniel chapter 10, verse 16. Then one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision of my Lord and I am helpless. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. The one who looked like a man, the son of man. Do you remember? We spoke about this in chapters previous in Daniel. Right there in the fiery furnace, one who looked like the son of man. The son of man appeared in the other visions and in the other dreams. This more intelligent and better educated people, biblical scholars than me, would say that this is a vision of Jesus in these moments. That Jesus is walking with him. The one who is eternal, even before he stepped into this world, was walking and present with Daniel in a spiritual realm. Amazing, isn't it? Utterly amazing. See, God is faithful. And he always will be. He will always shine through. Look at verse 12. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. God is faithful. Even from the first day, this is nearly at the end of the book of Daniel, from the first day that Daniel cried out to the Lord, the Lord has heard him. He is faithful and true. And he maybe didn't turn up in Daniel's timing, but he is certainly turning up in his timing because we know that a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. His timing is not our timing. Our responsibility is to be faithful in the waiting. And we get to know the Lord's faithfulness. The more we study his word, the more we understand it, the more we listen to it, the more we get into it, the more we understand and the more his faithfulness is revealed to us. See, if we make the Bible the chief book in our lives, 
the one whose words dominates everything else. All our news feeds, our newspapers, or the words that come through our radios, or uh, our TV, or internet streams. If we allow the word of God to be the dominant word in our lives, if we allow the word of God not to be cake for special occasions, but bread for daily living, then we will have a different understanding, a different perspective, a different way of standing before him and before other people. It changes the framework of how we see and use the Bible. If we read Mark and inwardly digest it, if we commit God's word to memory, I know uh, as a child I used to do this, I shared this uh, on Wednesday night with uh, the life group that I was in, uh, there was a guy in Ora State who was a CEF worker uh, and back in the day, uh, well, yeah, back in the day, shows you how old I am, doesn't it? Uh, back in the day, way before there was any kind of child protection policies and all those kind of things, he was an utterly faithful man to the gospel and still continues to this day. He used to gather the children in his back garden uh, all of us from the estate in his wee back garden and to teach us the things of, about Jesus. And whenever the rain came on, guess where we went? The coal shed. All of us. The coal shed wasn't a big place. And we'd all have jumped into the coal shed and he would have stood outside in the rain and taught us through the door of the coal shed. He didn't want us to get wet, but we all went home black from the suit of the coal, covered um, from head to toe. Walked in and my ma, ma mother, it's an affectionate term uh, in the promised land, um, would have said, where did you get dirty? I was learning about Jesus. Aye, right. Um, you were. But one of the things that he did with us, he committed verses of scripture to our memory. And I can still recall some of them today. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Whenever we commit the word of God to our memory, Whenever we find ourselves in places of joy or of trial, of sadness or of hope, it will come flooding out. And those words of life, of hope, of reassurance, of faithfulness will change our perspective. But we need to spend time committing it to memory. And I, as I think I said before, I am now trying to do that practice again. Commit different verses of scripture to memory each week. It's a good practice to try. Because all of this helps us in our struggle against sin, the world, and the devil, as we heard at our baptisms or in our confirmation liturgy. When we die to self, we live to Christ and we gain the whole world. That's what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Philippians 3 and chapter 8. Whenever we die to Christ, we live to gain. Whenever we die to self and live to Christ, we die for our gain. Through Christ's anointing sacrifice on the cross, the battle has been won. Death is defeated. Satan is powerless. And Christ is victorious. Why? Well, you probably have heard me say, I love the Chronicles of Narnia. One of the books that captivated me as a child, one of the series that captivated me as a child and drew me into the writings of C.S. Lewis, well, in the last battle, Lucy says this. Yes, said Queen Lucy. In our world too, 
A stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. Yet we need to understand the tactics of the enemy. Because often we just see Christmas as a baby born in a stable. But once in that stable, the whole world could not contain him. See, in 1 Peter chapter 5, and verse 8, it says this. 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm now in 2 Peter. Chapter 5 and verse 8, it says this. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. Be self-controlled, that says. And alert, your devil, the enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a lion for someone to devour. Now that can scare us. The devil's attacks are real. The spiritual battle all around us is real. But here's the thing. He may prowl around like a roaring lion, but because, because of the fact that the baby in the stable could not be contained, and in fact the cross himself itself could not contain him, death itself could not contain our Savior. This enemy, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion, is toothless. It's as if all his teeth have been taken out. And he might roar, but he's nothing like Aslam. He's nothing like the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has no control and no authority over us unless we give it to him. C.S. Lewis also said that the enemy will not see you vanish into God's company without an effort to reclaim you. The closer you move to God, the closer you become aware of the spiritual battle that there is around you, the same as Daniel, the more of a threat you become to him and he will move to take you out. But the one who is in us is more than the one who is in the world. Not the words of the preacher, but the words of the Bible the truth of the Christian faith. So be alert and sober-minded. Keep watch. Always be filled with praise for who God is and for what he has done for you. Resist the devil. Come near to God and he will come near to you because we know the ending. And now we need to live it out. Let the church arise and put its armour on. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are with us you are around us. And as we become more aware of the spiritual battle around us and the spiritual realm around us, help us to distinguish and to discern. Give us patience and 
fortitude to sit in the solitude of your presence, to glean more from you in order that you can reveal more to us. And in those moments where we feel under attack, give us the words from your word to counter anything that is thrown at us, that we might arise and put our armour on and shine like the noonday sun for your glory and for your joy we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A few very quick things just as we close up um, today. All existing ministries um, are continuing to be online, so if you need the links for those, please do um, get in touch. Uh, Bishop George um, continues with his Linton uh, devotionals on a Wednesday night at 7pm and the Austin Facebook page. We'd love you to hook into that. Uh, we have a, a little bit of help needed um, for Easter. Uh, we're doing a virtual Easter. So we have lots of parts and to play not only in a, in a short drama, uh, but in another wee project that we're trying to do uh, as well. And so if you think that you can help, it doesn't matter what age you are, by the way. Um, there's always a donkey needed for every scene, apparently. Uh, and my name's on that one, I'm told. Uh, but anyway, um, but no matter what age you are, um, there are small parts, uh, there are speaking parts, non-speaking parts. We'd love you and uh, to be a part of that. Please do drop us a wee message, private message, um, or an email, info at derivolgi.com, uh, and we'll get you uh, involved in that in the run-up um, to Easter. This Holy Week, we're doing something a little bit different because our building will be closed. Uh, we're online um, every evening, but we're joining with other parishes across the joint deaneries of Lisburn and Derryachie. Uh, and each night, uh, different parishes uh, will be involved in leading, in hosting, in preaching, uh, and in leading prayers and so forth. And that's on a new Facebook page for Lisburn and Derryachie Deaneries. I'd love you to go and like, like that page. Um, and each evening during Holy Week at 7pm, we'll be live um, on there. Uh, love you to sign up for Praying for Dara Volge. The next update will be coming out very soon. Um, and if you haven't already got that, uh, please do send us a wee uh, we message and we'll get you signed up uh, for that. Um, the other part of that as well is that we would love to reinvigorate the, the list that John Dean, uh, Dean John Dinan uh, did during the vacancy where uh, everybody took a day a week um, or a day a month uh, and prayed very specifically for the parish. Uh, so please want to refresh that. So please don't think your names are already on it. Uh, please do get in contact uh, with myself or Derek Shooter uh, and we'll get your names um, onto that uh, as well. Um, in a few moments um, after the service, we're going to go into our Zoom room and do fellowship with over tea and coffee and a chat. Uh, but it's been lovely to have you with us. Um, uh, even before the service, I was welcoming people in. Some other people have come in since uh, I finished doing that. So thank, hello to Nancy, um, to Jennifer, uh, to Robbie, um, to Nula, um, who's my name? to Amy, uh, all the way from Canada, um, to Anne, um, to Susan. Uh, and to many others who have joined us um, over uh, this service today. Thank you for being a part of it, and we look forward to catching up with you in a few minutes uh, in our sim room. But as we close today, uh, we hear some words uh, from Colossians uh, chapter 1. These words speak of Jesus. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all of creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead. So in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself 
and all things, whether things in earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's the power. That's the hope that we walk in. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may his presence be upon you this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.